If, if you're with, say, five couples, say there are five couples total, and the check comes, and you know maybe somebody's just like, oh, well, let's just split it five ways. But you know, chances are not everyone has had the same priced menu items. Um, maybe some people have had a couple of alcoholic beverages, <laughs> and so those bills might yes. be a lot higher, right? Like, so what do you think is fair in that scenario? Or someone doesn't have the dessert and a few other people have dessert. Uh, and that gets or appetizers. Or appetizers. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there are two. This is a good one because I feel very strongly about when it's split evenly and someone has really not had the same amount as – and it could be – Obviously, in most cases, it would be alcohol. Um, those drinks are more expensive. Or it would be, yeah, having an appetizer and a dessert. Three, two, one. Hey, friends. It's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe. Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico, to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Nicole, hello. Kate, good How are you? Morning. I am good. How are you? Good. Thursday afternoon, Friday morning for you. Mm-hmm. Very mm. nice. Headed into the weekend. Yes. I'm actually looking forward to the weekend. I've got a bit of a few pamper sessions for myself oh good on mm -hmm. you oh how was your massage for omar's birthday oh it was I good i love how your massage for omar's birthday <laughs> i know omar got like, one too <laughs> yeah he's like you're freeloading on my um birthday events and i'm like well you could go alone if you want <laughs> he's like, no, no 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 i really want you there as well it was great it was very good very nice. yeah. and what's on the pamper menu for this weekend nails getting nails oh, nice. done and a facial oh goodness I'm really going all uh, out this weekend <laughs> I love that you are you know what after our pre catch-up catch-up <laughs> when we first got on today it sounds like you are very well deserving of that pampering so I'm happy for you thank you thank you what about you what yeah. have you got going this weekend uh, last tennis uh, match this weekend, <gasps> final tennis match on Sunday. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be fun. Mm. Well, that reminds me, I finished up my storytelling course on oh, Tuesday. Yes, yeah, so seven uh -huh. weeks came to came to a close, and um, and, and this I thought was in person, right? Mm -hmm. It was set, just yeah, uh, okay. seven sessions uh, once a yep. week, two and a half hours. So you know, it was a mm -hmm. commitment for that one yeah. that once a week. And, oh, it was just so nice. Like the final night, everybody got to share their story that they'd been working on. And I did not expect so many tears. Like I was, oh, wow, it, was very, yeah. it was very moving. They were really, really nice, moving, heartfelt, real stories shared. Um, so it was an awesome oh, cool. experience. I'm like, I'm ready for the next thing. And then I'm like, no, Nicole, give yourself a breather <laughs> before you take on the next thing. 
Um, Good for you. Good accountability. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. Oh, wonderful. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed that class. I know you were so excited when you had first signed up for it. So I'm glad that full circle, it was Mm -hmm. a really enjoyable experience, it sounds like. Yeah, it was. All right, Kate. So let's uh, get into today's conversation topic. Yeah. Recently on one of our episodes, we chatted about organization and you admitted that you're obsessed with the practice of good organization and systems. And you went so far as to say that you are so obsessed that you notice yourself pointing out inefficiencies everywhere outside your home and work. That's me. Guilty. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I thought we kind of differ there. I'm like obsessed in the home and in the business, but when I go out, I don't notice it. So that level of obsession or interest is the same for me when it comes to social etiquette. Mm. So I notice it, I think about it a lot, I question my behavior, other people's behavior, and I even find myself Googling the scenario. (laughs) That's great. Well, I don't know. Is it? I've Googled what is the best time for a daytime barbecue and what time should guests arrive? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I love it because these are questions like I've thought that when I'm playing like an afternoon time thing, you know, like an evening time thing is pretty straightforward. But if you're doing like a daytime thing, then like, yeah, what time should it be? I don't know. But this is the first time I've admitted that. I think it's a little bit maybe you might ask a friend, but to, you know, question that level of detail. Anyway. That, that is how obsessed I am with the appropriate, the correct way to behave in certain situations. So I thought it would be fun to go through some of these real life situations, real social situations that we've personally experienced even multiple times over. And I thought we could discuss what's your take on the correct and appropriate way to behave. Ooh, I love this. I think this is going to be good. Well, I I think so too, because sometimes the way I respond and behave in certain situations, I don't feel like it's in line with, I don't know if it's the majority of people, but there'd be other people in that situation that aren't operating in the same way. So that's like, I kind of question that. I kind of question Mm -hmm. the way I'm interpreting the situation. Yeah. So I thought we'd start with a situation that happened to me once where I thought this is the right way to behave, but everyone else thought the opposite. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. I want to hear your take. A friend of Omar's was having a birthday. The girlfriend of the friend decided to throw him a dinner party and invited a select group of people to their place Mm -hmm. and she was organizing a chef that was going to cook for everyone and the expense was per head so I learned later that so she was going to cover the cost and I think in the end she was trying to keep you know the costs down fair um and I guess there might have been a consideration to about the space um it it was going to be at their apartment Mm -hmm. so here's the situation she invited only his friends and a couple of their mutual friends, but not the partners or the spouses of the friends. So, for example, Omar was invited, but I wasn't invited. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, like, the funny thing is I know the guy. 
Um, I've even hung out with him a couple of times. I hadn't met the girlfriend yet. Okay. But I thought I thought it was rude not to be invited. And yet there were other people in that situation that that disagreed with me. So in the end, I did go because Omar forced me into the party. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask what Omar's take was, but that answers my question. Yep. He, he and I saw the situation the same way. And we actually drove there with another friend another, that we know that, that, are cl- that's, that we're close to. And his girlfriend didn't come. And I said, you know, and we said, where's so-and-so? And he's like, oh, but she wasn't invited. And I was like, well, yeah, neither was I, but neither was I put myself into this party. So this could go either way because I really want to hear what you think about this situation. Okay. So just given the information that you've provided thus far, I definitely think that you should have been invited to that dinner party. Okay. I mean, to me, I mean, this space in their apartment like okay I get that sure um the cost I mean at that point to me personally if it's about having you know this group of people together and I would think that it's important to those who are being invited that their spouses would also be invited especially if in as in your case you knew the guy that if it were the cost that was an issue, that there would have been multiple other ways to handle that besides cutting people off the invite list. Okay. And I should add that because we realized, I think Omar was part of the exchange. Uh, I think he did realize at one point it had to do with that. And so he actually, I pay, we contributed because it was, we thought it was only fair that, okay, there's, we get it there's a cost consideration here given that there is a a chef that it was a kind of like a really cool a really awesome um gift for her boyfriend and okay if there's going to be extra people then we were happy to pay but I thought that was the right thing to do in that situation like to offer Uh you know um well do you think it was it was it was the right thing to do to offer to pay I think given that you weren't technically invited and you went, that yes. (laughs) I do think that it is the right thing that you would have paid. But I think that it would have been fair for her to just ask everyone to pay. I mean, I think that's really nice and generous that she wanted to foot that bill. But if someone invited me over to their home for like a chef cooked presented like Mm. what sounds like an experience and it were for my friend's birthday, I would have been more than happy to pay. I I would think that each individual would pay for to participate in that. Mm. Because it's like when you go say it wasn't being hosted at home and it's you decide to host a party at a restaurant, then everybody kind of splits the bill, right? Exactly. No one's the host or the birthday boy or girl isn't expected to foot the bill for everyone. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. It was just Mm. so interesting that our other friend that we went with um, just accepted that it was okay. Well, you know, my girlfriend hasn't been invited, so this is my buddy. I'm going to go to the birthday. And Omar and I were like, (laughs) we're like, no, (laughs) I want to celebrate his birthday too. Yeah. Did you guys have any further conversation around that? Like, did he say, oh, no, you like you shouldn't have come or, or anything like that? Or 
Was it just kind of like, oh, she wasn't invited, so she didn't come, and you were like, well, I wasn't invited either, and then you guys had a good laugh, and like the subject changed or something? <laughs> yeah, I think we had a, we had a good laugh about it, and it, it, I didn't feel like it was a big deal in the end. I mean, maybe someone listening to this might go, wow, okay, that's you, you know, the uninvited guest <laughs> here she is, <laughs> but. I thought it was a, it was a great evening too, and you know the birthday boy was really happy to have all his friends around, and I thought we did the right thing. I don't know. The fact is that Omar, on my behalf, was like, I, I want to invite you know my my partner. I think you guys did the right thing. <laughs> so on the topic of restaurants and going out to eat, you had uh, kind of mentioned you know if the scenario were that you were being invited out to a restaurant or something, certainly the birthday person or their significant other wouldn't be expected to like foot that bill, you know, everyone would kind of split that. And that makes me think of when you are at a bigger group dinner and, you know, different restaurants have different rules. Like sometimes they can split it three ways, but if there's five couples, like how does that work? And, and other times they're super flexible about it. They'll like, I'll put it on as many different credit cards as you want. Um, so what do you think about that? Like splitting the check when, if, if you're with say five couples, say there are five couples total and the check comes and, you know, maybe somebody's just like, oh, well, let's just split it five ways. Um, but you know, chances are not everyone has had the same priced menu items. Um, maybe some people have had a couple of, you know, alcoholic beverages. <laughs> and so those bills might yes. be a lot higher, right? Like, so what do you think is fair in that scenario? Or someone doesn't have the dessert and a few other people have dessert. Uh, and that gets Or appetizers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, there are two, this is a good one because I feel very strongly about when there is, when it's split evenly and someone has really not had the same amount as, and it could be, obviously in most cases it would be alcohol. Um, those drinks are more expensive or it would be, yeah, having an appetizer and a dessert and someone's just had, you know what, I'm just going to have a salad this evening. And I've actually mm -hmm. been in situations like that where there was a large group of people someone really did just eat a very light meal and it was a large table and, and I don't think that person drank either and everybody else had drinks, had, you know, a couple of, you know, a couple of dishes. And then it was just like, let's split it evenly. And I just looked at that person who mm. didn't say anything and accepted to pay evenly, but I thought that's not fair. She shouldn't have to pay equally because she really didn't have as much as everybody else. But yeah, well, and convenience. it's quite awkward for that person, right? Well, like, yeah, what are they? <laughs> right. Yeah. Might make it might feel just kind of funny to be like, oh, but wait a second. <laughs> you know, I didn't actually in those scenarios, like, honestly, I've been in I've been in that scenario before. I, I really think that there are a lot of different things surrounding those circumstances, mm -hmm. though, because like. I've been in that situation where I'm with people that I don't really know super mm -hmm. well. 
And if I'm the person that's just had like, you know, a salad and nothing else and everybody else is ordering like steak and wine, I usually will just say, you know what, I'm just going to put in cash for mine and then you guys can split it however you want. Oh, and I think that that's fair. I like that. But if I'm with like my closest friends and with a group of people that I spend a lot of time with and, Mm. you know, in that type of scenario, I'm honestly happy to just split because in those scenarios, I'm probably not just going to be like ordering a salad. You know, if we're going out to a nice meal, like I have, I have shaped my day around like being ready and hungry for that, (laughs) for that meal. Yes. Because we don't really (laughs) go out to eat that much. So when I go out to eat, like I'm, I'm doing the thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I think probably sometimes people order just so they because they might know that there's going to be an mm. even split so let's let's throw in the <laughs> surf and turf well. and the <laughs> <laughs> right right no I like that you get in front of it and I do think there is that consideration of how much familiarity because if you are with a group of friends there's so many times you're like I'll get it this time you get it next time Mm-hmm. Although, I, you know, it depends on the personality too and the person because there'll be people that are just always, we're splitting it rather than yeah. I've got you this time and you can get me next time. So mm-hmm. I think that's also very personal as to how people use their money, spend their money, are gen- generous with their money. I don't know if you want to say that someone who's splitting bills is not generous. I don't want to say that, but right. I know this what is, you, mean. you know, yeah. Um, but the other thing in that same scenario was when you mentioned like there's five people and I've been at a dinner where there are five people and one person made the decision, let's just split it in three ways, which is not fair to the, so there were two couples and then a fifth person and that person had to pay a third, which is not really fair because it's, Mm. they're not one third of five. Yeah, I definitely don't (laughs) think that that is a way to go. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if you're, if you're going to split it like that, then you, well, you split it five ways and then each of the couples takes two, mm-hmm. two and two, and yep. then that third person picks up the rest. But to just evenly split it three ways, then that person's paying for two people. Yeah. Not well, fair. not exactly, but a bigger portion. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny because in that situation, someone will just go, that's totally fair. And another person will say, that's totally fair and not even mm. question. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's who's more yeah. either who chooses to speak up and say, oh, no, I don't think that's right. Or you just go with it. Who's the more forceful? Who's the more, yeah. the, the, you know, the alpha in that situation that's calling the, the shots in that situation? But, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've, you know, I've also been in in scenarios before too, where let me know what you think about this, because you know, John and I attend a lot of conferences, and and we've done a lot of masterminds and um, travel with you know people who are have invested a lot of money in our programs and to be coached by by us and and so on. Um, and being in any mastermind that we've ever hosted here in Puerto Rico, where people are paying like a set amount to come down here, we always make it all inclusive. We cover all mm-hmm. meals, we cover lodging, like we don't want people to come down here and, and then feel like they're having to spend more money, right? Mm-hmm. But then like, 
if we host like a meetup at a conference and that meetup is for our community members, then I'm always like, I, I want to treat people, right? Mm-hmm. Like I do feel like I'm a very generous person. I love giving and, and mm-hmm. making other people feel like they're taken care of. But I've been in scenarios before where I'm like, okay, I, I want to take care of this, but like to a certain point. <laughs> um, so like, where do you do that cutoff? Right. Cause we've hosted like hundred person meetups where I would love to have an open tab at the bar, but mm. that could get out of hand, like really fast. So yes. like, what do you do? Do you put a cap on the amount that your tab is run for? Do you give people drink tickets? Like, and I, I, And then like how you communicate that too, you know, I don't want it to be like, here's your one drink ticket for tonight. Like (laughs) I can so, yeah, I can relate to that because there's a kind of stinginess that you don't want to, it's not who you are. I totally feel that way. Even when it comes to the situations like at at a restaurant where everyone's splitting, it happened for Omar's birthday. We went out to a restaurant, invited all a whole group of people, and then in the end, we we split the bill. I brought we brought a cake, and in that moment, I almost had that feeling of like I would just like to pick up the tab for everyone. Yeah, but there was a lot of people, right. and that can get like super. And I don't think people actually expect that. So I, I know what you're sure. saying, like you know, I don't think in that situation, your community would expect you to foot, you know, the entire bill of an open tab, but there is some awkwardness about here's your one drink voucher. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think in that, when I was thinking about that scenario with the five people where someone made the decision to split it three ways, there was a judgment call on the person who said that about the th- that fifth person, they can they can uh, afford it. Oh, mm. yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool. I, d- I don't think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, I love so these. many. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do too because they they really are like. I mean, I found myself in these scenarios lots of times to where it is something that you kind of think of often. And and like you, I'm also like, ooh, I don't know what the right thing to do here is. <laughs> do you think it's cultural, though, sometimes? I think sometimes it it, it might be cultural background. That's Yeah. Like, for example, okay, here's another one that I'm okay. always coming up against. So we take off our shoes at home probably picked this up when I lived in Japan and it's something that has just stayed with me and it's a practice that stayed with me. Unfortunately, Omar also, he and his family, they always took their shoes off and didn't wear outdoor shoes in the house. So mm-hmm. our default, whenever we go to someone's house is immediately to take off our shoes. And then we just wait for the hosts might say, oh, no, 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 don't worry. You don't have to. Um, or mm-hmm. they insist that you don't. Or they say, do whatever you like. And if they give us the option, then I will always default to taking my shoes off. Mm -hmm. But I think that, I don't think that happens in every culture. Like it's very typical in Japan, for example, to remove your shoes. No one wears outdoor shoes. No one, probably someone does, but the majority of the population. That's definitely a cultural thing. And I do think in some other cultures, it is common to take your shoes off and not wear outdoor shoes in the house. 
So what do you think about that? Because I remember when we came to visit you, we took our shoes off. Yeah, we are. I mean, John and I personally are shoes off because like I I totally agree with you culturally. I think that there is a, a well, I know that there's a lot there for me. It's just like I those shoes were just like outside walking in mud and probably like some poop here and there (laughs) and like I don't want that track through my house like so yeah we are shoes off that said when we we spend so much time outdoors Mm. here in Puerto Rico like at our house and even when we go over to other people's houses that Oftentimes, like you're coming inside to go outside again. Mm-hmm. And so if we have people coming over for like a nice dinner or something and they're wearing, you know, nice shoes, I tend to say like, if you want to wear shoes outside, it's okay to keep them on because we're just going outside. But John is very much like, no, take off your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. do you, have you ever had people get annoyed? Because I do sometimes feel, because we also impose that rule when people come over. Mm -hmm. Um, For me too, it is definitely something that I picked up. I agree with you. I do think it's unhygienic. And I also like to sit on the floor. Like uh, we've got rugs. I like to sit on the floor. So I don't like to sit, like I expect the floor to be clean and I like to keep it clean. But I do feel like sometimes people do get annoyed, especially like, you know, you've dressed up, you've got your whole outfit, shoes are a part of the outfit. I get it. Um, But it's like, sorry, them's the rules. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, good good on you. I I would. I need to practice that more because the thing for me, I think is like, I start to feel, I feel bad. And then, mm. you know, I don't want to like make someone take off their shoes. Um, funny enough. And this was a huge shocker for me. Um, we had a, an AC maintenance team come over to clean our ACs in our house because we have inverters in each of the rooms and uh, they, they, and we have white tile floors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, three guys tromping through the house with their big like work shoes on. Um, I just said, you know, would you mind, we have booties like mm-hmm. for people if so that if people like insist on wearing shoes, then we'll say, okay, will you please put on these booties? <laughs> and it. then they usually take their shoes off. <laughs> um, but I didn't have enough booties because there were too many guys. And so mm-hmm. I said, would you mind taking your shoes off? And he said, no, we're not going to take our shoes off. And oh. he actually did go on to explain that for them, it's like a work hazard, Health, which I yeah. understand that's fair. Um, but to me, a, a team like that should be carrying disposable booties. I, agree. I think it's a good business practice that if you're going to be walking all throughout somebody's home and that's your business and they are paying you money, that that should be part of your preparation. Look at you noticing an inefficiency, a way to improve that service, <laughs> that business model. There you go. It's true to your, okay. your He was not impressed with me when I mentioned that at all. <laughs> but oh, for, my gosh. Okay, so for me, when I go over to people's yeah. house, though, I just, I always ask. It's such a habit of mine. Mm. The second I get to somebody's house, if it's not obvious to me, because a lot of people just have their shoe racks, like, outside here. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So you will know, like, before you even go into the house that they want your shoes off mm-hmm. or like a little sign that says like, please remove your shoes. Um, so if it's not obvious to me, I just always ask and 
then I know that I'm not, I mean, I'm happy to, it's somebody else's home. I'm happy to f- follow their rules about shoes. Okay. No, all right. Good. We're on the same page there then. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's always one of those. I always get a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, mm. I've got, so, well, speaking of being, visiting someone's house, here is another funny mm-hmm. one. When guests come from overseas uh, or out of town, for example, they might not have to come from another country. They could be out of town and they're staying with you. Do you mm-hmm. feel it's your responsibility to organize and arrange an, an itinerary, things to do, or do you feel like they should sort themselves out or a mix of both? Because I've had experiences on both ends of the spectrum. Huh, really? Mm-hmm. Like where where your guests have like almost expected like, oh, Nicole's, Nicole and Omar are going to plan this. Yes. The oh, okay. onus for every single activity, every single day came down to what, you know, we had planned and organized. Oh, wow. These were adults. I'm like, you've got a phone. You've got Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a list of places. Sort yourself out for at least a day, please. Yeah. <laughs> Just one day. Yes. Uh-huh. But having said that, prior to them arriving, I had um, planned a whole list of places. Like I did take it upon myself. And I do think there is personally the way I think it's appropriate or the right thing to do is to have, you know, certain places to go, uh, restaurants on hand, cafes on hand, Mm -hmm. things to do in general to suggest, to organize and to take them too, like to, to, to show them around. But I, when I said the opposite end of the spectrum, I have been to, I have stayed with uh, friends where nothing was organized. It was literally like oh. we were crashing on the couch. You just slot into our routine and nothing okay. is planned or anything out of the ordinary or special is organized. We're just kind of hanging out and you are just now a part of our day (laughs) you just became our unit (laughs) right so what's your take on this okay well uh, I mean I'll just speak to how I treat those situations when we have guests coming I just always ask I just and it's always like said ahead of time so that there's no surprises on either end so we've had people more or less invite themselves, which is uh-huh. fine. Um, that's great. Mm-hmm. You, Yes, you can stay at our home. Just so you know, uh, we have a lot of work going on right now. And so there are going to be days where we're going to be unavailable. Please come stay at our house. We will give you recommendations for anything you'd like to do. And that in the invitation part, I think, plays mm. a little bit of a yeah, role there. I can. Yes, that's true. Yeah. hadn't thought of that. So you feel like if you've been invited then do you feel like you have more of a responsibility to show them around? Like this is a special occasion versus they've they've invited themselves. And then it's like, okay, well, I don't have too much. I think a little bit, a little Mm -hmm. bit, Mm. but uh, I tend to feel like the people that we hang out with and that we would invite to stay with us or who would feel comfortable enough inviting themselves to stay with us, we're very like minded mm-hmm. in that they are also probably somewhat entrepreneurial or under or have a very deep understanding of our lifestyle mm-hmm. and the fact that 
you know, sometimes we might have two days where we can go off and do whatever we want, but then we might have a day where we really have to pay attention to our work and and be doing things. And so I've, I've honestly never had a scenario where someone has come and expected me to do or plan everything for them. But I, I don't think that it should be assumed that it's your responsibility, that, that you are responsible for planning everything. I think that it's very appropriate to have a solid list of these are the things that we recommend. These are some great restaurants. This is the best way to get around. And like, here's a few other helpful tips or things to know about like our community or the town that we live in. I think that is a must personally. But outside of that, I think it's a little much to expect that your host is then also planning every second or expecting a- you to drop everything to. Yeah. Right. Or right. expect you to drop everything. Um, I think in, in my situation, it happened with family members um, from Italy. And, you know, it's such a big event too to come to Australia. Sure. And so the mm-hmm. I can see from their perspective that the expectation is like, this is our time together. We have to spend every moment of it together. And we're new here. We don't know how to get around. We don't know what to do. Right. It's on you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and bless them. I love them. But there was a little bit of frustration at certain points. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I can see that. I can see that. And and especially, I mean, you have your, your brother and your mom there as well. Um, was there any shared responsibility or? Yes, yeah. there was shared responsibility, okay. yeah. which I guess alleviated a little bit of. Mm. Yeah, there was, okay, but I love good. how you, yeah, you setting, setting expectations is really key, I think. Uh, but again, it can just, and I think expectations is a good word here because sometimes your expectations don't match their expectations. Um, right. so I don't want to harp on this whole situation, but to add to this, do you, I feel personally when I'm visiting someone that I have to do a, I have to take a gift. I have to, you know, take something as a thank you. And I also feel responsible for either taking people out, the hosts out to dinner, contributing to groceries. Mm. I feel that's appropriate. But I know that other people are just like, well, this is your house, you know, like the fridge is, you know, for everyone to... Um, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I mean, if I'm like staying in someone else's home, I'm absolutely going to find some way to contribute to the overall experience. Um, like I've had situations where if it, maybe I'll go stay with family and it, it, you know, even when I'm staying with my parents, like, you know, then we'll go out to the grocery store and, uh, you know, every few times, like I'll pick up the grocery tab or, you know, we're going mm-hmm. out to eat, I'll pay for dinner. Or like when I've gone and visited family for like a long weekend, if we're doing some type of activity, maybe like I'll offer to buy the tickets to that activity for everyone. But mm-hmm. certainly for like, you know, going over to someone's house for dinner or for an event or something. I would I don't show up empty-handed ever. Yes, definitely same page. But and again, I've seen the complete opposite from really awesome, wonderful people who I call friends who would show up to a birthday without a gift. That's totally normal. Mm. 
Okay. <laughs> so again, <laughs> there, there, there's such a varying, varying spectrum to to yeah. social etiquette. I don't know if there is a, a manual for that would apply. And again, I do feel some of it can be cultural, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but. Speaking of being house guests, what do you think about when you are over just for a dinner, no like overnight or spending the night or anything like that? What do you think about, um, well, okay, two things here. One would be like exact rationing of food. So like if you go over to someone's place and there's five of you and you guys are doing burgers, that there are exactly five burgers, exactly five buns, exactly five tomatoes. Oh my God, that <laughs> drives me crazy. such a good one. <laughs> okay, that really gets to me. And I think we've been kind of, mentioning perhaps that some of these things are cultural. I, I don't know about you, but I feel this comes from my cultural background. So being Italian food, always food's a priority. And especially when you have guests, you have to make over and above the amount of what it would be reasonable for anyone to consume so that there can be seconds and there can even be thirds. (laughs) And that's just normal. That is just standard. But I've been in so many situations where literally it was that it's like, okay, we're having, let's go with the burgers. And there was literally one allocated item for everybody. So there were like five slices of tomato. What if I want two slices of tomato on my burger? <laughs> there was no option. What if I wanted a second burger? Um, yeah. And, and, and again, like to me, it was like, it's fine. I'm good. I don't probably, I don't need mm-hmm. to eat another burger, but I just felt like, I'm sure there are some people here who want to have more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like in that specific scenario, it's very easy to just like throw on a couple extra burgers. Um, whereas like if somebody was making, you know, a big dish and maybe they doubled the recipe and, you know, sometimes some people eat a lot more than other people. And so I I always like, I freak out about that when I'm hosting dinners, I always try and make like triple the amount that is, would actually be, like what the recipe says, because I never want to run out of food. That's like, I don't know, big fear of mine, I guess, when I invite people over. So I'm with you. I would always want like to make more than enough. (laughs) It's so funny because I feel I'm, I mean, it kind of, it's a relief to hear that. And I don't think in the situation where someone is rationing food that they're actually deliberately trying to, I actually think it's, this is, this is enough. They feel like this is enough mm-hmm. food for the amount of people. It's not about, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to make more. It literally isn't a consideration. So it's such a, yeah, you know, the fact that we see it completely differently to, I've been in so many situations where it literally is perfectly rationed for the amount of guests. Um, that I'm, yeah, I sit there and I really wonder like, hmm, what is the right thing to do here? Yeah. What about the like BYOB? You know, like BYOB is like, you know, I think a little more like mainstream maybe, but like, I'm I'm sure we've all been invited to those barbecues where it's like, come on over. I've got a barbecue grill, bring your own meat. (laughs) I think I will see when Omar moved to Australia and that happened at a barbecue we were invited to and we were asked to bring our own meat. And I didn't even think twice about it. I don't agree with it. I 
don't ask people to bring their own meat for for a barbecue. <laughs> I'm not better than anyone else, but it's just something, again, it could be the Italian thing. It could be cultural. I don't expect that. But I know that it's super common and I'm, and I'm okay with it. But he was really thrown. It's like, what do you mean I have, we have to bring our own meat? <laughs> yeah, this is what happens here. Like you're invited. Meat's expensive. Don't you know how expensive meat is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah why. oh gosh so it's like don't That's have a barbecue so then have another type of di- have another type of <laughs> meal gathering if- <laughs> I don't it might it might just be like a difference of the way that those types of events are thrown but I will say I've been invited to several of these I've never actually done it myself. I will admit that I have done barbecues where I'll let everyone know what there's going to be mm-hmm. and that if they want something outside of that to feel free to bring what they would like to cook. Yeah. But I, I, I will say I've I've brought meat to a BYO meat thing before. Okay. And it was kind of just more of like a, this is, this is the vibe for today. Like it's super laid back and we want to hang out with you guys. And if you want to throw something on the barbecue, bring your meat Mm. and, or whatever. And I guess I didn't really think twice about it, to be honest. I wasn't like super thrown, like, Ooh, why are they asking me to bring my own meat? (laughs) (laughs) This is my problem. I'm just overthinking these things too much. (laughs) Oh, well, I know that um, I've got someone that I can count on when I've got these questions. I know I've got Google to ask, but that's not always very helpful. (laughs) I'd probably rather run it by a real human and see. Always, always happy to to take on these uh, because there's, I mean, I can't imagine that everyone tuning in also has not had like one of these experiences before where they've kind of thought like, or maybe have a very strong opinion about it, which is great too. Yeah. Well, Nicole, I must say this was such a fun episode. I feel like it was so great that this came to mind for you when you emailed me and recommended that we chat about this. I was just like immediately excited about it because I think all the things that we've talked about and we had so many more on our list too. Maybe we'll have to do a follow up in the future of (laughs) all the other social etiquette responsibility uh, things that we have here. But um, I think that's really great. I hope our friends enjoyed it too. So as we close out today's chat on social etiquette, we hope that you friends picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you've enjoyed this conversation and you have a friend in mind who might also find this conversation fun, helpful, useful, share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.